With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Tennis in 10 podcast. I'm Ed McGrogan, and we're going to run down the upcoming Wimbledon finals. We know both of them now. I'd like to get to the women's first, which features Venus Williams versus Garbina Muguruza. That will commence perhaps by the time you're hearing this, hopefully a little earlier, hopefully a little after, I meant to say. And then just uh, just recently decided will be Roger Federer against Marin Cilic in the men's final. Two finals that uh, certainly not too many could have predicted. Cilic and Federer, perhaps. I-, I will say that I did pick Cilic to win this tournament, and now I'm being faced with the question of do I stick with the person who brought me here or go with Federer who just looks... So good, he has not dropped a set this tournament. I did think that in today's semifinal against Thomas Burdich, I felt like a set was going to go Burdich's way for no other reason than his serve, his firepower. He he had beaten Federer actually at Wimbledon before and at another slam at the Open. He played him pretty well in Miami as well this year, had a match point. Uh, they did play at the Australian Open to Federer easily uh, defeated Burge. That was kind of a precursor to what ended up happening within the rest of this year. But it was two tiebreakers that uh, that Federer took command of pretty quickly. Um, and with those two in the bag, he was able to lean on Burge long enough in, in the third set. Burge never really made his way forward ahead of Federer really at any point in this match. It was a close match. It was, you know, I don't think a lot separated them in the end, but within the confines of the individual game sets, they were they were close. And Federer was made to hit. I, I thought some of his best shots he's made all tournament. Uh, Burtis certainly didn't do himself a lot of favors with some some pretty untimely errors and and errors on shots that. Um, he'd love to have back short forehands, few volleys. Federer, as you would expect, took advantage of all of those and wins seven six seven six six four. Um, and like I said, I, w- I want to get to that, of course, eventually. But I, I do want to start with Venus and Muguruza, being that that's the upcoming final. And looking at Venus, who who really you know impressed me so much against Johanna Conte because of. You know, there was so much I thought going against her in that in that crowd. Now the crowd obviously supports Venus too, um, but you know, Britain, you know, with Murray out in the previous round, had you know Conte as their sort of their last uh, their last hope, and Conte obviously played very well to get to the semis, but this was you know 
sort of like Roger in his match against Burdich, I thought Venus perhaps saved her best match of the tournament for for this semifinal. And in doing so, you know, like Federer, um, just rekindling these, you know, it, it's astonishing how how long ago we've seen this level of tennis from both of these two. And we're still seeing it now in 2017. Um, when, when you look back at the start of this year, and if you could have predicted that possibly Venus, Federer, Rafa, and Serena would have major titles before the U.S. Open, I mean, that's give me the odds on that, given what had happened to all these players last year. And, you know, to do that, Venus will have to, to defeat uh, Muguruza, of course, um, you know she has a three to one head to head lead on uh, on the Spaniard. They did play uh, this year earlier this year on excuse me on clay in Rome. Muguruza got her first one over Venus there in three sets. Um, Venus's wins came in, in 13, 14, and 15, all on hard courts. They've never met on grass, um, but I you know to me grass treats each of their games very well, augments what they do nicely. Um, Muguruza, it should be said, as well as Venus looked, you know, she may have saved her best match too for, uh, you know, for the semifinals, though I would contend that her win over Angelique Kerber in three sets was really the most uh, impressive performance. Um, Magdalena Rabarakova just did not have it like she did against Vandaway and against Karolina Pliskova against when she faced Muguruza on Thursday. It was... Um, it was completely one-sided, and Muguruza, you know, shows obviously what she what she can throw at Venus on Saturday, um, primarily with the serve and the forehand, um, and it, it's what Venus does, you know, as well. It's a very it's a very tough one to call because, um, you know, it, it's the storyline sort of seems like it's pointing toward that incredible last hurrah for Venus with Serena obviously not here and but it's also you could you you could also say that this has been a long time coming for Muguruza too where she is a former finalist she won a grand slam last year lest we forget and it seems as if it's only a matter of time before she really should assert herself as one of the games you know a, a standby in the top 5 she was amazingly um, believe she's still ranked number 14 at the moment. Um, number 15, excuse me. Astonishing given her gifts. But you have to remember, she's only 23, 14 years younger now than Venus Williams. So what a, you know, what a disparity in the age too. But when you think of it that way, you know, do you, to me, I don't get the sense that experience or the moment is going to differentiate this match. Both of these two are, are seasoned in this regard and playing in, incredibly pressure packed matches, you know, it's a matter of execution, plain and simple. Um, I, I don't think you have to overthink this match because of that. And, um, and, you know, hopefully we're treated to two players who execute very well and we'll just see who can, you know, who can do it just a little bit better than the other. Um, that's, you know, that's our women's final. It's a great one. And I think we'll get another good one on the men's side too. Only, you know, only because, Boy, it's it's a it's hard to hard to think that that Roger can get through this without losing a set. Um, 
certainly on that path. And, you know, Marin Cilic against Sam Querrey, you know, that match was also in the balance for a little bit. You know, Querrey had... um, Quarry had actually an early edge in the first set, um, was unable to win it, took it, took lost in a tiebreaker. Quarry had a break a serve lead in the fourth set, but but Chilich turned that around as well. Um, Chilich again, you know this in some ways this does remind me of the Venus Muguruza final. I've made some parallels uh, between Federer and Venus, of course, but there are many in Chilich and Muguruza too. You they, they have both won one major. They they have been kind of trying for really most of their fairly young careers. Chilich, um, a little older than than Muguruza, at um, you know at 28, but but has been trying to make inroads amongst a clear top tier ruling class. Um, but but they have they have obviously have shown the the potential, the games, the you know the proof that they are they're able to do that. Um, you know, Chilich of course, Chilich has beaten Federer at a major before, 2014 U.S. Open semifinal. Um, it, it's it's one that that uh, you know it was completely one-sided, uh, a straight set just stunner that happened on a day when when Djokovic also went down to Kane Shikori. and uh, you know, but other than that, it you know. Really, the head-to-head is very much in favor of Federer. He leads Chilich six to one in that regard. That's the that is the only one he has. It's the biggest one. Uh, they have met at Wimbledon before. They met last year in a very memorable match. That was one where Federer went down two sets, came back to win in three, in five. Excuse me, saving match points along the way. The the four set was an eleven nine tiebreaker win for Federer. So we're going to get a great replay of that match. And, and you know, with that and with kind of that U.S. Open still, I think kind of those are their last two matches. All the previous ones, Federer won uh, on hard courts. There's one uh, clay meeting they had at Monte Carlo. Um, in every single match they've played at a major, Chilich has won at least one set. He won one at the 2011 U.S. Open. They actually played in the third round uh, there. And then, of course, what I just said about the uh, 2014 semis and, and last year at Wimbledon. So, um, you know, it, again, it's a tough one for me because I picked Chilich to win this tournament. I also did not suspect that Federer could look this good. Um, he is he has taken advantage of, of – he's taken advantage of everything, certainly – but there's, but by no means is that any of is that any reason that he is in the position he's at now. He has, you know, he's he's gotten some some advantageous match, you know, matchups that I would say he fa- he prefers um, along the way. Thomas Burdich today, a perfect example. Raonic, Dimitrov, guys, he has mostly dominated throughout his career. Chilich, you know, as I said, is the same way. Um, I find it hard to, to figure that Chilich will kind of go away and wilt and, and, and go down, quite honestly, to say it in straight sets, because I think Chilich has been building toward this for a while, like Muguruza. He, I think he realizes that, um, and a lot of us assert that you know, once you get past the big four, um, you know, 
it's Chilich is as good as anybody else out there, especially on grass. His game is, is, is wonderful on that surface. Of course, you know, Roger Federer is pretty good on grass too. He's reached his 11th Wimbledon final, I believe in 19 appearances for all the stats you can think of Federer over his career that, you know, that's one that just on its own, don't say anything else about it. How incredible is that? I think there'll be two good finals. I think they're very similar in uh, in sort of the thematics behind them. And, um, you know, as as these things do, it comes down to execution. Let's see who's more excellent. Um, that's all I have for now. We'll, we'll talk again after both finals here on the Tennis.com podcast. Thank you for listening. This is Ed McGrogan. You've been enjoying the Tennis.com podcast. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com.